The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, May 2nd, currently 1036 on the East Coast. A lot of stuff to get to here in the NBA playoffs. Round twos have tipped off and are going to tip off again tonight between another two series. But we're here to break down the series predictions, what we saw over the weekend and get into some more serious prices, betting and all that good stuff for all of our fun and good listeners and our patrons and our fans. I know we got a lot of tweets saying, hey, there's no weekend pod, but we're going to get you covered for this um, on this pod with everything happening in the second round of the NBA playoffs. And joining me, as usual, to break it all down, catch some more winners for you, the superstar of the show, my main man, my brother, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how are you feeling this uh, Monday morning, my man? I'm feeling great coming off a 2-0 day, and I'm just here to tell y'all that you should be very afraid of the Memphis Grizzlies, that yesterday proved everything that I said since, what, December, that Memphis is here, Memphis is here to stay, is that they're a good team. And if you thought this, they were going to roll over for this Golden State Warriors squad, absolutely not. Because prior to this, and this is the point that I was trying to make. Prior to this, everybody said, there's no way Golden State blowing a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter to Memphis. Well, what did they do? What happened? And they were one bucket from being down 0-1 to start the series. They blew a 10-point lead just like anybody. I'm telling you, this Memphis team not going to quit. I mean, it's difficult to only win by a point when it's eight on five out there, Terrell. I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. There was eight on five out there between. No, because <laughs> I wouldn't even say that because Golden State definitely got some calls as well. Yeah, Golden I State think... definitely got. They, Jaron Jackson Jr. definitely does not get all like all those fouls that we, you know, we joke him. He had some 30, 32 of 36 in the first round possible fouls. He could have got yeah. all that. All them shits don't be his fault. They really mm-hmm. don't. So I'm just saying like. Yeah, I didn't like the Draymond Green injection at all. But there's it's too much going each side where I'm be like, oh, that's swayed one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get we'll get more uh in detail about the game and the series. Um, we'll recap uh that. We'll recap the Milwaukee Boston series, and then we'll talk about the series uh predictions, and then we'll have so sorry, handicap game one. Uh, between the Dallas Mavericks and Sunstein, as well as the Philadelphia 76ers and Miami Heat uh, series as well. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the first game uh, that tipped off on Sunday afternoon. It was between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Bucks, while we're, I think the Boston, sorry, the Boston Celtics were favored by around four and a half, five, five and a half points in game one. Uh, Milwaukee gets the W in Boston, 101.89. This series price opened up with the Boston Celtics being a very, very heavy favorite. Um, what I saw was minus 200. Some spots had it minus, uh, north of minus 200. 
uh, and the Milwaukee Bucks were around plus 160, plus 170, plus 175 on the series price. Uh, going into game one, they get the victory, 101-89, led by their all-star superstar MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. 24 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists for Giannis. He really led the way. Drew Holiday, a big game for him as well. He contributed 25 for the Milwaukee Bucks, finished up with nine rebounds and five assists. Did have three big steals in that game as well. And then Grayson Allen, who's been knocking down shots for them uh, ever since Chris Middleton went down. He had a a solid uh, showing off the bench. He had 11 points, knocked down three of his six uh, three-point attempts. Um, Let's start with – so let me also recap the Boston side. We'll get into the game here a little bit. But not a great shooting night at all. For the Boston Celtics, they just really came out flat. Uh, they shot 33% from the floor, uh, 18 of 50. They got a 53-point attempt to rail. They only knocked down 18 of them. Um, rough game for Jason Tatum as well. You know he's going to respond back. Six of 18 from the floor. Marcus Smart um, had a couple of injuries in this game. He left with a stinger in his shoulder slash arm. He did return, uh, but then we also saw a little gimby towards the end of the game. He was only three of 11. Jalen Brown, four of 13, only 12 points. Um, Terrell, takeaways from this game one between the Bucs and the Celtics here. I mean, for me, it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. I thought Boston was going to come in here and think that this was the Nets series and that they were going to play the same style of basketball they played against the Nets. And they were going to get completely run out the gym. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. for the most part, that's what ended up happening. That's why it's very important to to make sure you check in our picks page, especially on the weekends when we're not dropping pods, because I locked up. Milwaukee in this game. I knew Milwaukee was coming in here for winning game one. Milwaukee's really, really good on the road. Boston is questionable when favored at home over the most part of this season. And this was a great spot because Giannis Antetokounmpo without Chris Middleton doesn't need to go out there and put up 30, 40 points. At the end of the day, Giannis is a facilitator. And the quicker that everybody else in the league realizes that, Mm -hmm. then the better off you will be because 12 assists in this game. And it, it it was obvious this is how it's going to go because he understands that, yes, I can go in there. I can go get my own bucket whenever. And they actually had really, really good defense on him. Robin Williams was playing a very, very, very tough mm-hmm. Robert Williams. He was playing a very, very tough on the inside. They were making it trouble for Giannis on the inside. And when he realized that he wasn't getting whatever he won on the inside, he had no problem deferring to his teammates, trusting his teammates. That's the type of guy Giannis is. He's one of those uh, I love my teammates type of guys, like all mm. that. I love basketball, go 110%, all that. That's who Giannis is. So You trust them. That's what it is. Yeah, and so ultimately that's what I thought that was going to happen. Drew Holiday came in, had made some really, really big shots that put them over the top, but ultimately Giannis got the ball where it needed to be and his teammates knocked down the shots, whereas – for the Celtics, they had the right game plan. You're not going to yeah. get anything inside on the boss, on the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. You're not going to get anything with, with Giannis back there, with Brooke Lopez down there. You're not getting anything on the inside. What you do is you go for the three-point shot. And ultimately, for this game, they didn't fall. Right. 53s is not wild to me. I don't think that's wild at all. I think that's what you need to do if you're mm-hmm. playing this Milwaukee Bucks team. But you can't hit 18 of them and think you're going to win. Yeah. And they had wide open looks. Marcus Smart got to hit those shots. Al Horford was out there cashing a few of them. Jason Taylor cashed a few. Jalen Brown, you like to see him do a little bit better from out there, but 
Marcus Smart is a smarter as a starter, and they're leaving you that wide open. You got to catch those shots. Yeah. You got to make those. Peyton Pritchard, you got to make those. You coming off the bench, you playing 10, 11 minutes in the game. You got to mm-hmm. make those shots. You got Derek White, this is what they brought you in for. You got to take more attempts. Yeah. You have to take more attempts. That's the reason you're here. And so up and down, you know, Boston's offense was flat. That's all it is. That's mm-hmm. really all it really came down to. The offense was flat. They played a pretty solid defensive game, got a lot of turnovers, but they turned the ball over. It seemed like every time they got turnover, they turned the ball over. So yeah. that's what it is with this Boston team. It's the up and downs. You'll see. Pack it up. Get ready for game two. Yeah, uh, like you said, the rough shooting night for the Boston Celtics. You, you got, you're going to have to make, and we talked about this in round one, where, where Chicago was going to have success. They're going to have to knock down their three-point shots. And going back to the season, we talked about this all season long that Milwaukee is one of the were actually are the worst three point defending team in the entire association. They ranked dead last in um, opponent three point shots allowed made and also attempts. Um, so you, they're going to have to find a way to knock down these open shots. Uh, are the Boston Celtics are going to want a chance to uh, win this series? But Jason Tatum, pretty good night shooting from three point land at least. He was four of nine. Al Horford knocked down four as well for them. Um, but it was really uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis and take come out and take care of the, the job. And they steal home court uh, in game one here. Um, they get the victory 101-89. Looking at the updated uh, series price for this um, series here, Terrell, I see an updated number of Milwaukee now favored to win this series at minus 130. Celtics at plus 110. Um we can start with the series winner first, and then we can kind of go through correct score and series spread if they still have it. But um, are you buying the plus 110 yet for the Milwaukee Bucks? Oh, sorry, for the Boston Celtics now? Yeah, this is a number that I'm willing to get behind. I definitely sure as hell wasn't laying minus 200 juice. No. And the fact that it flipped mm-hmm. from minus 200 to plus 110 is really wild, actually. Yeah. For one game, I don't think that it, it deserved that much of a flip. Milwaukee was good, but Milwaukee wasn't great at all. And so if I'm getting plus 110 juice on Boston to win the series, I probably like a spread a little bit more because I think at the end of the day, this does go to seven. But plus okay. 110 for Boston is a pretty good price that I would get behind. Yeah, looking at the series spread right now, the updated is uh, Boston Celtics plus one and a half games is minus 155. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks minus one and a half is plus 125. So uh, some serious uh, line movement after game one and adjusted totals by the numbers here. Um, Looking at the series total games right now, I'll quickly rattle these off. Uh, Four games is at plus 750. Five games plus 350, but I think uh, we're expecting this to be a longer series. So, and I think the books are as well. So, six and six so for it's this to go six games and seven games is plus 165 and plus 160. So, um, anything there that kind of uh, you're interested in, Terrell? Not really. Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe in seven. I think in seven is probably your best bet. Okay. Because I do think that Boston comes back and gets a win at home and they split this home road series. And then it'll be interesting to see what they do when they get to Milwaukee. Mm. But I would like to think that Boston is going to find themselves offensively over the course of this series. Mm-hmm. Maybe that first game was the punch in the mouth they needed, but it's, it's we're going to have to see the adjustments be made. They're going to have to make adjustments. They're going to have to find ways to get – their stars, the ball in positions that they love the ball, like get them easy buckets, get them in rhythm going early rather than 
just struggling because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both started that game ugly. I think they were like some one for 10, one for 11, something yeah. crazy like mm-hmm. that to start the game. And that's ridiculous. You can't have that, especially not with your two-star players. You got to get them easy buckets. You got to get them in rhythm early and let that manifest over the course of the whole game. Yeah, uh, right now, Boston in uh, six is at plus 550. Boston in seven, plus 290. And if you think they are going to win four straight here, Boston, uh, it's at eight to one um, on the updated prices. Anything else for the series uh, you want to throw out or from game one you want to throw out, Terrell, before we get over to the Memphis and Golden State game? No, I'm good. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll get into the uh, second game of Sunday afternoon between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's bet $10, win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, a WinBet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with Win's own build your own bet feature. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg Build your own bet parlay between Thursday through Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offers on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older or present in the state of where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there and I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more basketball players or baseball players and pick their over under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's, it's, It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPNBA and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code SGPNBA when you deposit. Join SGPN squad to bet with the guys. It's at sg.pn slash squad. Once again, sg.pn slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, coming off of the break here, uh, second game on Sunday afternoon was the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies game one. Uh, that series price opened up with the Golden State Warriors, a heavy favorite at minus 250. It was plus 210 on the take back for the Memphis Grizzlies to win this series. Updated number as of today, this morning, the adjusted number is Golden State Warriors. Minus 550, Memphis Grizzlies at 4-1 to one to win the series. Um, we'll discuss game one here, uh, and this was a very, very exciting game. I, I, you know, we were, all of us between the NBA Gambling Podcast crew was just tweeting back and forth, or at least on our Twitter accounts, uh, how good of a series this is going to be and how great of a game it was. But 
Uh, Golden State was favored by minus two in game one with a total opened up around 218. I saw that number close all the way at 224. So there's some steam that came in. Um, Golden State gets the victory 117-116 in this game. It flies over the total. Uh, but Memphis does uh, get the cover in this game. Um, I'll start with the Golden State side. Steph Curry, 37 minutes. He finished up with 24 points. Terrell threw out the live player prop on Steph Curry at half halftime. And this is a good time to mention, if you're not in the Slack channel, it's a good time to join sg.pn slash Slack. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs kick off, kick off tonight. So there's a lot of uh, chatter and drop uh, bets that are being dropped in the Slack channel. So it's a good time to hop in. Terrell also gave out third quarter uh, Golden State Warriors. That one cashed fairly easily. They won that third quarter by seven. But um, yeah, Curry finished up with 24. Clay Thompson, 15. Jordan Poole off the bench, um, 38 minutes. He was 12 of 20 from the floor, 5 of 10 from three-point line. He finished the game with 31 points. Andrew Wiggins uh, contributed 17. And then for the Memphis Grizzlies, Triple J had an absolutely fantastic a game for them. He's going to have a great um, uh, series. This is going to be a great matchup for him at, at scoring the basketball least. And he showed that in game one here, Terrell. 33 points for him. He finished 10 of 18 from the floor. Was on fire, especially in that third quarter from three-point land. He finished six of nine. Also chipped in with 10 rebounds. John Morant um, did struggle from percentage-wise, but he was clutch again down the stretch um, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, he finished up with 34 points, almost had another triple-double, nine rebounds and 10 assists. He, he did knock down two of his first three-point shots. I think they were the first two made baskets of this game, which was uh, good to see from John Moran. Um, again, BC, Brandon Clark was absolutely fantastic. 12 points, nine rebounds for him. Finished up with two blocks. And then uh, DeAnthony Milton contributed in a big way off the bench for the Memphis Grizzlies as well. He finished up with 14 points. Uh, five of eight from the floor, three of six from three-point land. Terrell, um, you, you've been on this Memphis Grizzlies team. This is going to be a really fun series, man. I'm going to let you discuss this one, but uh, what do you, how do you think this game played out? I think it played out basically according to script. The Memphis Grizzlies were going to try to get out fast, and they were trying to go into the halftime with a pretty sizable lead and get ready for that Warriors run. And so I knew the run was coming. It seemed like the run was coming. Draymond getting ejected right before half solidified 100% that the run was going to come and that the Warriors were going to make this a game going into that second half. And that's exactly what they did. Mm -hmm. So much and so that they went up 10 points in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter at one point where Memphis does Memphis things and Memphis battled back, never gave up. And they had a chance to win it. And John Moran just missed the shot. Like it, it was Great, great contest by Clay Thompson. Yeah. And you can see the emotion on Clay Thompson's face after it happens because he knows that John Morant was cooking him for the duration of 3.99% of that game. Well, or 99, that's it. 99% of that game, yeah. John Morant was cooking him. Mm-hmm. John Morant was giving him the business job. He had 30 on him. So, uh, Triple J, unreal. Yeah. Unreal at and it just seemed like everything was going in for him. And that's what he needs to do in this series. He needs to be able to stretch the floor. He's got to hit those outside shots because he's going to get the opportunity yeah. and keep the likes of a Draymond Green out, out of the inside of the paint, keep Draymond away from the play as much as possible. And then when you do get the ball, be able to kill him for it. So this is going to be a great series. I don't. It this is. is what I've been trying to tell everybody for the longest. They saw Golden State route a devastated injury written – no Alfred Porter Jr., no Robin Murray, 
Nuggets team and like, okay, what else was they supposed to do? Like, yeah. we knew that, but this mm-hmm. is not, they are not the Nuggets. The Memphis Grizzlies are not the Nuggets. They're not going to lie down. They're not going to make, let this be easy. This is going to be a dog fight night in, night out. And, and I don't, it's going to be a blowout both ways during a series at one point because both teams were on yesterday yeah. and both teams aren't going to be on for every game in the series. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a lot of value on one of these teams blowing the other out over the course of this series because everybody's not going to be on every game like they were. Everybody was on, a la Dylan Brooks, but everybody else was on, on both sides. Yeah. And so, and even Desmond Bain wasn't even, you know. Bain, yeah, he, he, Bain yeah, wasn't, he Bain wasn't doing anything one. offensively. Defensively, yeah. he was on, mm-hmm. but he wasn't doing anything offensive with the ball. So, it just tells me there's so many options. We talk about all the options on Golden State. Memphis has a lot of options too. Yeah. And if Dylan Brooks ever gets his act to act together, then there's too many options for Memphis or Memphis for Golden State to even cover. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a great series. It's going to be who can get those third, fourth, fifth rotation players: the Brandon Clark's, the Jordan Pools, the Dylan Brooks, the Desmond Baines, the Clay Thompsons, the. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. is like those guys, those guys that are that are the third, fourth, fifth scoring option on the team. Whoever can get those guys going more, yeah, it's gonna be is gonna win the series. So lock in, strap in. It's gonna be a long one. It's gonna be a ride. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. And if Memphis comes out on top, you're never gonna hear the end of my fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, if you got to even go inside the box scores, and everything is pretty much really even for these teams. I mean, turnovers were a problem for both teams. Memphis had uh, 14 of their own. The Golden State Warriors had 17 of their own, um, you know, rebounding 51 to 47 edge for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Warriors knocked down 14 threes. The Memphis Grizzlies knocked down 16. So, I mean, it really just came down to the wire. That's what it was. And I think Clay Thompson uh, at the end of the game, I think he was number one, more relieved that they, they got the stop on John Moran because he did miss the two free throws at the end. Um, but again, he's going to respond back. He had a run for shooting night as well, but again, give a lot of credit to Memphis, like Terrell said, and we've seen it throughout the, not only the season, but even against Minnesota in round one, like they're not going to lay down. They're going to keep battling. So it was really great to see triple J come out and just play absolutely fantastic for the Memphis Grizzlies, um, in this game. Um, we, I guess we can briefly discuss the Draymond green. I think consensus, uh, is that he shouldn't have been ejected. I think that it was more, a result of it's it was Draymond Green who committed the foul. Like I feel like if it was another player on the Golden State Warriors, that would have probably just been a flagrant one, two free throws, and then when I got the ball back. But I think because of reputation and the history that Draymond Green has, I think that that's what kind of led to the ejection. I think it was I think it was Jalen uh, Rose that said this at the halftime. He said that in the playoffs, the referees should be looking for a reason to keep players in the game. But this seemed like an occasion or an instance where they were looking to kick Draymond Green out. But um, your thoughts on the Draymond Green ejection, Terrell? No, I, just, I thought it wasn't an ejection. I didn't yeah. think that it was anything. I thought that when they went to commercial break, they come back, flagrant one, they'd shoot the ball, get the ball, and be over. And so when it was still – the deliberation was still going on when they came back from the break, I was like, oh, this – is what flagrant two possibility and so ultimately i think the refs got a little bit of peer pressure from the crowd to you know throw them out and 
I think everybody knew because Draymond was walking around before the verdict was even rendered. Yeah. That because it was a long deliberation, they were possibly considering a tossing him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it just wasn't. That's basketball, man. That's basketball. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't an injection at all whatsoever. So Draymond treat, tweeted about four, four or five days ago that he's been ejected for less. And I think this is the less, <laughs> this is the less that he was talking about. So my man's, my man's came from a timeline, uh, time machine into the future, man. So yeah. nah, it's, it was a very bad call. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just unfortunate. I mean, I think it's just cause it's Draymond Green that happened, but uh, let's take a look at some series prices here, uh, updated ones. Like I mentioned at the top, uh, Golden State Warriors open minus two, sorry, minus 200, minus 225 for the series. Updated number after game one, minus 550, Memphis four to one to come back and win the series. Um, and then looking at the series spread right now, uh, I think there's some value here, maybe on some of these bets here, but Golden State Warriors minus one and a half at minus 280, Memphis Grizzlies plus one and a half at plus 200. Um, Terrell, what are you looking at as far as an updated series price um, for the series right now? You're giving me plus 200 for this to go seven? Yeah. That's, yeah, I'll take that. I'll 100% take that. I was already – so I already have Memphis to win the series at okay. plus two-something. Don't even mm-hmm. know what it is off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Plus two-something. I already have Memphis to win the series. Because ultimately I do think that – as of right now and how the Golden State Warriors have been playing in some a little bit inconsistencies that I've seen in some of their play, I think Memphis is the better team. I truly do. I think Memphis is the better team, and I think Memphis has, has the matchups and can exploit the matchups of all the ways that they can get the ball and the fact that John Morant is his most comfortable in this series – because when John Morant was out there, he was making it – not only did he make it look easy, he just looked like, yeah, I'm in my element. Last series was uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. I couldn't do everything I wanted to do offensively. Yeah. This series, he's saying I can get whatever I want, and it doesn't matter if you're Clay Thompson. doesn't matter if you're Draymond Green. It, anybody on that Warriors team, I'm going to get whatever I want when I want it. And mm-hmm. so this is – the perfect matchup between the two. And I just think that this is like a, I wouldn't say a changing of the guard, but when you think about that Warriors team that fought through and finally broke through and made it to the NBA finals and ended up winning their NBA championship, they had to go through the San Antonio Spurs veteran squad. They had to go through the Los Angeles Clippers during that time, very veteran squad. Yeah. And they were able to get that stuff done. And this kind of feels a little bit like that of where this Memphis team, while they're young, they can go out there and they can have an impact and be able to steal this series away from the Golden State Warriors. So I do like – I like this to go seven regardless. Okay. But if you give me a game seven and I have Memphis and Golden State, I'll take my shot on the dog, which will clearly be Memphis. Yeah, right now, I mean, if you think it gets to seven, Memphis to win in seven is at uh, seven to one, and then Golden State to win in seven is at plus 650. It kind of boggles my mind that – the updated price by the books that the favorite right now is the uh, Warriors sweep at plus 270, which is absolutely crazy. Um, and yeah, again, if you think it gets to seven games, you can also get it at plus 310. But I think that safer price is going to be if you uh, think it again in the seven game series that Warriors at plus 650 and the uh, Memphis Grizzlies seven to one to win the series in seven. Right now, updated number, like I said, is four to one 
for the Memphis Grizzlies. Anything else from this series, Terrell, before we get to the next two uh, that are tipping off tonight? No, I'm good. All right. So let's move over to game ones that are tipping off tonight. We'll get into the series prices as well. Uh, give you guys what we like from there. Um, the first game is going to be the Eastern Conference matchup between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. Game one is tonight. Uh, we'll start with the injury news here, Terrell. We got the news over the weekend. Joel Embiid is going to miss at least games one and two for the Sixers with the uh, fracture to the face and the elbow that he took from uh, Pascal Siakam in game six uh, is also suffering from mild concussion. So he is going to be out at least for the first two games. I expect uh, a, the masked uh, Joel Embiid, at least for game three, if he is able to return right now, uh, the series price is Miami heat minus three fifty, Philadelphia 76ers plus two seventy. Um, series spread right now, Miami Heat minus one and a half is at minus 140, and the Philadelphia 76ers plus one and a half games is at plus 110. Um, Terrell, let's start with the series price here, your prediction for it, and then we'll get into game one. Um, and then we also discuss the Joel Embiid news and how it kind of impacts the Sixers. But what are you looking at for this series, uh, for the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah, for this one, I well. F- I like the Heat to win. I picked the Heat before Joel got injured. I picked the Heat to win this series when, you know, I thought that there was possibly sweep on the mind for the 76ers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> With that being said, I'm not laying minus three anything with anybody. I'm perfectly fine not doing that. I will take the one and a half because I do think Miami can possibly go into Philly. It's up 2-0. On a Joel and beat list 76er squad. And that's solely gonna be on will they give, will they treat Tyrese Maxey with the respect he deserves? So if the Miami Heat choose to do that and they lock down Tyrese Maxey, now you're depending on a 60%, 70%, something like that, James Harden, whatever he's at these days. Yeah. Who obviously isn't is bought into a facilitator role while he's dealing with whatever he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. So one, James Harden's going to change his mindset for at least for these first two, two games while Joe Embiid is out. He's going to change his mindset. You can't be a facilitator. You have to be a scorer. Right. You have to turn, you have to turn by the clock. You have to go back to that James Harden. You've been doing it. You haven't done it in a while, but you're going to have to do that if you're going to steal even one game in Miami. Mm-hmm. But Tyrese Maxey, if they treat him like he's the best player on Philadelphia, which arguably he is with Joel Embiid out, well, scoring-wise, arguably scoring-wise, he is, mm-hmm. then it's going to be super – it's going to be a long two games because if Maxie's not going, then I don't think that the 76ers are in these games at all. Yeah. But on Miami's side of the ball, they have no Kyle Lowry for this game. Right. Not really – Anything new. They've been playing games without Kyle Lowry all year. They have that rotation set. They have a strong core of guys going after. I expect Joe, not Joe, Jimmy Butler just to be the facilitator and keep the offense rolling and go out there and go get his own buckets. But I I have Miami moving on to the next round. I had them before. I think that this one and a half is a generous price. Mm-hmm. Probably you could probably sell me on two and a half with Joel being out these first two games. Mm-hmm. But 
we'll see. We'll see. I think I don't think that it's going to be a bad series. I just think at the end of the day, it's going to be close games, and Miami's going to take them. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey, you talked about during this, uh, or at least this season in the four matchups, he averaged 21.3 points um, against the Miami Heat. Um, and James Harden has struggled against this Miami Heat team. And I think we've talked about it on this on our pod throughout the season that the Miami Heat just do a great job defending the point guard position. We saw that in round one against uh, Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they have different guys that they can throw at. Um, James Harden between Bam, Jimmy, uh, PJ Tucker. I mean, PJ is very, very familiar with James Harden and his tendencies. And I think that's maybe an advantage because he was with him for so many years with the Houston Rockets. So he knows the type of player that James Harden is. So yeah, uh, you're right that those two guys, it's going to have to start with them. They're going to have to get, it's going to have to be a team effort from the, my, sorry, from the Philadelphia 76ers. I think, you know, Tobias Harris is going to be another guy. They're going to have to get at least 20 points from if they want to have a chance to win this series or at least steal a game or two before they do get uh, Joel Embiid back. But yeah, I have Miami coming out of the Eastern Conference. I'm, I'm standing by that. I think that they, they win this series probably in five or six games here. Um, they the, Just this defense, that they're going to smother James Harden. And again, this Philadelphia 76ers team is dealing with injuries, right? We talked about James Harden, uh, not only the last series, but I think it's, it's going to really be a factor in this series when you don't have your other superstar in this game, or at least the first two games. Tyrese Maxey. Uh, what they get out of him is going to be important, but I just feel like this is a more complete team are the Miami Heat. They have, again, the defensive guys. They have three-point shooters. Jimmy Butler just turns it on in the playoffs. He, he He's a superstar. And I think he's going to take this series personally, going up against his former team in the Philadelphia 76 or so. I do like that minus one-and-a-half price on the um, – sorry, the Miami Heat as well uh, at minus 140. Um, looking at – the series uh, exact prediction. Do you have one there, Terrell, you, that you want to maybe throw out there? Maybe Miami in five or Miami in six? Uh, if I had to take a guess, it'd probably be six. Yeah, I see right now six. Sorry, the Miami Heat in uh, six games is plus 450. Miami Heat in five games is at plus 260. So, um, yeah, we both like Miami here. I think that this is going to be a, a dogfight in this series. And I think that we're going to see probably a lot of lot, low scoring games uh, in this series. Uh, anything else overall for the series, Terrell, before we dive into game one? No, no, I'm good. All right. So game one tips off tonight between these two squads. Like we mentioned, no Joel Embiid for games one and two, no Kyle Lowry for the Miami Heat. But Miami Heat have opened up as a seven and a half point favorite in this game. Total is at 208 and a half. Um, we mentioned the injuries throughout game one. What are you thinking here, my man? Uh, so in a saying in another, you know, popular world, they always say the North remembers, but here is more like the South remembers and them boys in South beach. Remember when they played the 76ers and they were without Joel and B they were without James Harden and they got their teeth kicked in. They got absolutely embarrassed. They lost that game. And that was a stretch of a very long line of bad losses for the Miami Heat against people who didn't have their stars. <clears throat> I think they remember that game. And I fully anticipate the Miami Heat to walk the dog on the 76ers tonight. Okay. I, I don't think that they're going to let up the gas. I don't think that they're going to underestimate this team at all with Joe Embiid out. 
they understand that they lost and there's no way that they want to lose again at home and go down 0-1 to a 76 squad without their best player. Sure. I think the Miami Heat go out here and absolutely run over the 76ers tonight just to make sure that they make a point and they remind themselves that, yes, they're missing their best player, but this is the playoffs and we're not going to take this team lightly at all. I like Miami Heat early in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Get off to a strong start. I like them for the seven and a half at the end of the game. I think that this is a route and a blowout on the Miami Heat side, just off the sole fact of they know that they played with their food with them once in a regular season and got their teeth kicked in, and they're not going to do that again. Jimmy Butler should be a facilitator for the most part, should be able to get guys open buckets. I think this is a big Tyler Hero game going on tonight, and Tyler Hero is able to exploit a couple of matchups in that second unit. And I am just going to hedge my bets that they're going to lock down Maxi tonight. You have to look at what James Harden is doing and say that we we're giving Maxi all of our attention until James Harden proves that he can do anything other than shoot eight or nine balls a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the regular season, these two teams uh, split uh, the season series in four games, uh, two to two, like uh, Terrell mentioned, March 21st was the game where, uh, the Miami Heat dropped it in Philly. That was without Joel Embiid. That was without James Harden. Tyrese Maxey in that game dropped 28 for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, George Niang dropped 15 to 14 for Tobias Harris. Um, Shake Milton off the bench for them dropped 20. But yeah, I think this is a game where it's a statement game for the Miami Heat. And I agree with everything that you just said there, that you can't, when you don't have a your second best player, you're not going up against the second best player on your opposing team, against the opposing team. You need to come out and take care of business on the floor. And, you know, the one of the bets I did like is you just hit the nail on the head was Miami in the first quarter, minus two and a half uh, against the Sixers squad. I think they'll just come out with the intensity, get behind the crowd, uh, try to get out to an early lead. And then, and then, you know, just kind of, take it from there. So I do like Miami for this game as well. I do really like them in the first quarter at minus two and a half. Um, do you have any thoughts on the total Terrell and then any player props that kind of stick out to you um, for this game? Yeah. I, uh, I think I like the total sitting at an under. Okay. I think I play under because if Tyrese Maxey isn't going, and James Harden continues to either not shoot the ball or shoot the ball poorly. Mm-hmm. I'm not even 100% certain that Philly gets to 100 points in this game. And then we know that Miami will sit there and if they're locking you down, they're not in any, they're not looking to score 120 points, 110 points. You know, they're cool sitting somewhere around that 100 to 110 range. And so I like, I like the chances of this going under. I think I like a Philly team total under here. I think okay. that's a pretty good bet on my part. And I'm, I just want to see what – because Tobias Harris gives me no faith. You see, I haven't mentioned his name this entire breakdown. Mm-hmm. He gives me no faith that he can step up and do anything in this series. So if it's not Maxi and it's not Harden, I have no idea where the scoring is coming from because I don't know who's creating. Yeah. Because you're not respecting James Harden if he's not on. So if you're not respecting him, you're playing the passing lanes and – if Harton just refuses to do anything, that could be turnovers. So maybe I would even look at a James Harton turnover because he should have the ball in his hand at all times. So even if he is on, he's still probably going to turn the ball over a lot. So, yeah, James Harton turnovers, that would be a very good look if you could find that prop on your book. But 
I, I just don't see it. Maxi has to be on. Maxi mm-hmm. has to be on. James Harden has to be on if this game's even going to be close. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And again, the, the number that you said for James Harden turnovers, uh, if your book does offer, I'm currently seeing a, a four and a half over under at minus 155 towards the over. So I think that's a good look um, in this game. Um, I did like Tobias Harris rebounds in this game. He's currently listed right now at seven and a half. It is a little juice at minus 145, but I think, you know, with Joel Embiid being out, that's 11.3 rebounds that are going to be up for grabs. And I think a guy like Tobias Harris uh, who averaged close to eight rebounds per contest during the regular season between these two teams, but at uh, average nine and a half in round one against the Raptors, I think it's a good spot for him to, you know, possibly get into double digit rebounds. And I think he's going to have to be a key as well in this game. But yeah, as you're right, I think this, this, this feels like it's going to be an under under game. And, you know, if you look at the season series, the most points they scored, um, in a game was that last one was March 21st where they had 219. Everything else, they had 197, 207, and then 9982. So was that 181? So yeah, these these matchups between these two teams have been more defensive um, and lower scoring games. So right now the current number sits at 208 and a half. Oh, would lead towards the under in that game as well. So um, yeah, James Harden turnover props, like Terrell said. Um, I like to buy his Harris rebounding props in this game as well. Uh, maybe a steals and blocks combo for Jimmy Butler. I think that might be a way to look as well. Currently sitting at two and a half at plus 120 for Jimmy Butler. I like that uh, for Bam as well. I yeah, Bam, because I, w- I would like to think that Philadelphia is going to try to get in- inside and try to get to the paint, especially with Maxie and James Harden there. I think that they're going to try to get the ball into the paint a little bit, and that could be some room for Bam Adebayo to be able to do something. Yeah, let me see for Bam during the regular season how it panned out for him against the uh, Sixers for blocks and steals quickly here before we move to the next game. Um Let's see. So, yeah, uh, last matchup, March 21st, yeah, three blocks uh, and one steal. Previous matchup, one steal, no blocks, one block, and one steal. So, again, defense is – the intensity really goes up in the um, playoffs. Obviously, we know that. So, I think that's a great look, especially those two guys that have plus money um, to get a combined uh, two and a half, over two and a half at steals and blocks. If you're looking just at blocks, it's going to be – let me see here. Uh, bam, over half a block is at minus 180. And then Jimmy Butler over half a block is at plus 105. I kind of like that better at plus odds for Jimmy. Uh, anything else for this series, Terrell, before we get over to the next series here in the Western Conference? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's take one more break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the Dallas Mavericks and uh, Phoenix Suns game one uh, tipping off here tonight. Ross, we're brought to you by Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee sent you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best crafters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you know it when you when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. Because the truth is what I might like and what you may like may be completely different and it probably is completely different. And you will like a selection of specific coffees that are different from anyone else's tastes. 
Just answer a couple questions and you'll get an own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like, no gimmicks. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or grounded for however you brew it at home and they guarantee you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. So all you gotta do right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. That's right, a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. Again, that's trade, sorry, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP. There's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinkcoffee.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's again, drinkcoffee.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. And don't forget, Mother's Day is coming up. A trade subscription is perfect gift for the gift of the coffee lovers in your life. Roster brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your recovery, energy, focus, and aging, all the great things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five travel bags for free with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using Akigno incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means that, that means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually, virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. And IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So, go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% in savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. Alright, coming off of the break, the last series... Of round two tips off tonight as well. 10 o'clock Eastern between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. Um, this series price opened up minus 275 for the Phoenix Suns. Dallas Mavericks plus 220. Um, let me see the season matchup between, I believe I was looking at this yesterday, is that the Golden State, sorry, the Phoenix Suns swept them uh during the season and they did yeah so these two three team two teams sorry matched up three times phoenix won every single one of those games uh they won by seven eight and eight during the regular season 
Um, Terrell, keys to this series, what you're looking at, series prediction, and then we'll dive into some of the series prices markets for this uh, series. So what are you thinking here? Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges is the key to the series, both on the offensive end and defensive end. Offensively, he's got to be that third, fourth guy for, you know, the Suns. He's going to have to be that third or fourth guy, that guy that can reliably go get a bucket when Chris Paul gets on the ball, especially when Chris Paul is playing facilitator and not trying to score outside of Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, who DeAndre Ayton is going to have a monster of a series this series. Just my thoughts. He's going to have a monster series. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, the defensive end, because he's going to have to play every bit of the defensive player of the year that he thinks he is. Every bit. Because playoff Luka is the MVP that the NBA is trying to push him to be so hard. Mm -hmm. He is the MVP that the NBA is trying to make him. And every year we come off of the offseason and we're like, Mm -hmm. look at season MVP odds and Luca is number one on the list. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, where's this coming from? Is Well, it's an agenda. And they're trying to push Luca to be the MVP of the league. And he just, you know, constantly doesn't get there or there's other people actually deserving. But playoff Luca is 100% the MVP that the, M- that the NBA is trying to push. They want to see Luca in the playoffs. They want him playing like this in the playoffs because Luca is possibly, when he gets in this mode, he's a walking 30, 40 plus points. Yeah. And so... I fully expect playoff Luca to be on in this series. And I think that's why this series is going to stay close because Luca is going to be on for the duration of the entire series. And that's just going to not only open up and create for other people, but just keep them in the game when they probably shouldn't be in many of them. So I think this is going to be a competitive series. I really think it do. I don't think that the Suns the Suns are going to walk out of it easy, unscathed, or anything like that. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a battle. Yeah, looking at the series markets for this game, like I mentioned, uh the Phoenix Suns are now at at some books up to minus three hundred. Um, series total games right now for this um, is four games at plus four seventy five, five games plus two sixty, six games at plus two fifteen, and I think shockingly the favorite is plus two hundred for this to go seven games between these two teams. Series spread. Minus one and a half for the Phoenix Suns is at minus one thirty-five. Dallas plus one and a half is at plus one ten. Um, any of those prices uh, interest you, Terrell? Hmm. I uh, like Dallas a little bit at the plus money, but ultimately, I do think the Suns win the series. Okay. I just think Dallas is going. I don't. I don't think Dallas is going to make it easy, and. While it is a small sample size, Dallas has been very competitive in every single series we've seen them in. Granted, two of the three have been against the Los Angeles Clippers, but the Los Angeles Clippers weren't no scrubs during either one of those series. They were both deemed to be championship favorites Mm -hmm. (laughs) during both of those series, and and they took them to, what, six in the first and seven in the second? So I think that there's something here. I think this Mavericks team is way better under Jason Kidd than they were under Rick Carlisle. The defensive intensity is there. And now they're going just to have to find other ways to score the basketball because unlike the Utah Jazz series, there's multiple people on the Suns team that can defend. It's not just one person anymore. They have a 
a basically a, a whole roster of people that are competent defensively. So all those open, free open looks that you had with the Utah Jazz, you're not going to get with the Phoenix Suns. And that's what's going to kill them if they're not getting those wide open threes. Are they still going to jack them and potentially shoot terribly from three? If so, then that that's going to be, you know, they're going to get the map out of here really quickly. But if they can find other ways to score the basketball, if they can create their own shots. So now you're going to be looking, especially at a Jalen Brunson, you're going to be looking at a Spencer Den where you're coming off the bench. People to come out and create their own shots instead of always trying to rely on being set up by Luka because the Suns aren't playing that game like the Jazz were playing it. Yeah, I mean, Dallas Mavericks, we talked about it throughout the season is that once Jason Kidd came in, he really got those guys to buy in on the defensive side of the basketball. And it really has translated into uh, the playoffs so far. I mean, statistically, at least Dallas is either number one or top three among the 16 playoff teams that qualified uh, in some of the defensive metrics uh, so far. And I think that, you know, for Dallas, it's going to take it's going to have to be on the both sides, both sides of the basketball, obviously. Right. We, we talked about how good they were defensively, but offensively. Uh, someone outside of Luca and uh, Jalen Brunson is going to have to step up for this team. I did see some rumblings about Tim Hardaway Jr. maybe coming back for this series, but I'll, I'll have to find that uh, for the uh, Dallas Mavericks if that is true or not. But um, yeah, I think we both like Phoenix for this series. I kind of do like that minus one and a half for the Phoenix Suns here um, to come out and probably get this dumb in. Sorry, dumb. Get this done in either. I think six games is a good number. I think they can, you know, get it done four to two and get a, a road victory um, in Dallas to close out the series. I just think that defensively, like you mentioned, that Memphis, sorry, the Phoenix Suns have players that not, it's not just one guy, right? Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges. Um, I think Aiden, you hit the nail on the head that he's going to have a big series, especially rebounding. We saw it during the uh, game, uh, sorry, in the round one where Rudy Gobert was having big rebounding nights. And if we kind of took a look at the regular season numbers as far as rebounding for DeAndre Ayton, he had all, all four matchups where he was in double figure, double figure rebounding, but he also had two games in there where he had 17 rebounds against the Dallas Mavericks. So I think that he's going to be key. I think that's one player prop that I am looking at um, for DeAndre Ayton in this series. Um, four matchups this season, during the regular season, three out of the four games, he had 17 rebounds and the other one, he had 13 rebounds. So definitely look out for that for uh, DeAndre. Aiden. All right. So digging into game one here, Terrell, currently seeing a line minus five and a half for the Phoenix Suns total set at two fifteen. Um, Devin Booker back, obviously came back game six against the Pelicans. He will be in this game, but no other significant injuries for either of these teams. So game one, what are you thinking here, Terrell? I'm on Dallas in game one. Okay. I think that, this is the opportunity for Luka Doncic, especially with all the, you know, they talked about this before and they talked about the matchup between him and Mikel Bridges and how that's going to be for the series. I think Luka's going to attack that matchup and he's going to say, I don't care if you're a, the great, you know, a great defender, defensive player of the year finals or anything like that. I'm going to still get, take it to you and give you a bucket. And while we're still riding the high of Jalen Brunson, hopefully he can continue to have an impact. They're really going to need him to be able to create. They're just going to need their shot creators in mm -hmm. these series. It's not going to be more of setting everybody up and hitting the outside three when you're open, but getting to the ball to your shot creators when you need a bucket and them going out there and delivering. So I like, I like Dallas in this matchup. I think the defensive intensity is going to be there on both squads. And there's a possibility that Dallas can hit, you know, 
if they stick with Luca, if you get the game from Spencer Dinwiddie or or Jalen Brunson, I expect one or two to have a really really good game. You're gonna be they're gonna be pretty well off and be in this game. I think five and a half getting into two possessions is a little bit too rich for my blood. I like Dallas. Yeah, I'm gonna go the other way in this uh, at least for game one with with Phoenix and, and you know since they got Chris Paul, um, they have won. Going, this is going back to last season. Um, they this is their sixth game one under having Chris Paul, and they've won all six of those games, or sorry, all five of those game ones by an average of eleven point three points uh, per game on, on uh, at least you know margin of victory. Mm. And I think that this might be a series where the where Jason Kidd, we know he's great at making adjustments, so I think we probably see those adjustments in game two. Um, but I just feel like that the Phoenix Suns have done a great job, at least defending home court from not only last season when we they made their run to the NBA Finals, um, but also in, in this, at least in the first game this series, or sorry, in round one against the Pelicans, where they did get that game by, uh, was it 11 points, I think. So um, I'm going to kind of continue with that trend. We've kind of seen them lose uh, game twos uh, under the, under, Chris Paul or since they got Chris Paul on this team. Um, I think they come out here and make a statement in game one and probably see the adjustments by Jason Kidd in game two. So I'll go that way. But as far as a series, um, we can give out some serious predictions. I think we already did that, but I think Phoenix and six for me. Um, do you have a, a prediction for the people here, Terrell, for this series? Uh, I guess I'll go Phoenix and seven. Okay, I think, I think that yeah, I like I like Phoenix in a game seven in in Phoenix with Chris Paul. I like I like Phoenix in seven. All right, um, and then uh, quickly on the total here at two fifteen, and then any player props that you may be looking at for this game as well, Terrell. Yeah, I'm going to under. I, okay. I think this is a huge defensive game on both sides of the basketball, and ultimately, I don't think that everybody on Dallas is going to be on for this first game. I think that mostly it's going to be Luka carrying the team and. Sprinkle in Jalen Brunson or a Spencer Dinwiddie or even Massey Kleber. Massey Kleber can create a little bit himself. He's, he's very underrated in that aspect, I think. But I'm looking at the shot creators, and I think those guys can only run up the score as so much. But I still expect a defense travels. Defense travels at the end of the day, and I yeah. still expect a pretty good defensive game from the Mavericks to hold the Suns at bay and not let themselves get run out the gym. So I like the under here. Prop-wise – you know, I've already talked about I'm on Luca tonight. I think that this is the Luca game. This is a game one in Phoenix. You finally made it past the first round. You're not trying to go lying down. I don't I think Luca shoots the ball well today, especially over my, uh Mikael Bridges, who is having a great season. Yeah, uh right now seeing Luca's points at 30 and a half uh for tonight. Um Points, rebounds, and assists is at 48 and a half, but uh, Terrell's focused more on uh, Luka getting buckets here tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, two props that I was looking at was going to be DeAndre Ayton uh, rebounds, like I mentioned. Um, currently listed at 11 and a half. I think this might be uh-huh. something that he's able to repeat the success that he had during the regular season where he had three games against the Mavericks where he had 17 rebounds. The other game he had 13. And, you know, Rudy Gobert, at least those first couple games in round one, he was able to get, I think, what, 15, 16, 17 yep. plus rebounds uh, against his doubts or lack of doubts front court. So uh, I like that. Uh, this one is a little bit juiced. Chris Paul assist. It's kind of really been consistent ever since he got to Phoenix and even all throughout his career. Anything under 10, 
Uh, currently seeing nine and a half at minus 145. Maybe if your book allows it, buy it up to 10, uh, pay a little bit of less juice on that. But um, again, during the regular season, and we saw this in round one, Chris Paul assists are always going to be there. Um, just quickly referencing what he did this season uh, against the Mavs during the regular season in those matchups, he had, let's see here, 11, 14, and 14, and nine in one game. So at least three out of the four games, he was able to get 11 or more. Two games where he had 14 for the uh, Phoenix Suns. So that those pick are two. and roll is going to be on. Yeah. That pick and roll with Paul and eight, and that's going to be on. So if he yeah. if he doesn't cash that assist mark, then he's going for 25-something points because he's going to get to his spot every single time and, and cash it. So, yeah, yeah. no, I, I like that, Mark. I like that assist for him. I like points for DeAndre Ayton as well. I, I think that this is a monster of a series for DeAndre Ayton. I don't yeah. think Dwight Powell has any answer for him at all. It should be going to him a lot. Yeah, it's going to have to be for Ayton as well. Um, yeah, so there's kind of the player props that I do like. Um, all right, so that is it for the round two. Uh, Terrell, anything overall you want to throw out for round two before we get into our picks? No, no, I'm good. All right, so let's get into our picks here. Um, we're only going to have two games on the schedule every single night now, so maybe not if one of us doesn't like a dog, maybe throw out an alt line or maybe a player prop that we do like. But, um, Terrell, I'll give you the floor first here, my man. Uh, block or a block and a dog if you do like one. You say you like Dallas or a player prop that you do like you want to throw out. So I'll give you the floor here. What, what do you mean you're giving me the floor? Oh, you want me to go first? Bro, oh, why oh, are my you bad, switching? My bad, my bad, bro, Moon off get out sorry, here sorry. and start switching up in the second <laughs> round of play. Why would we have a system going and we have the offense and we have our rotation set? And then just because we get to the second round of playoffs, we're gonna switch up, bro. Come uh, on oh, now. Sorry, and sorry, like, sorry. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I thought we were making adjustments here in the second no, uh, round. No, too, why? What? We're doing a good thing. We're, go- we're going crazy in the playoffs. Why would we make adjustments after we're doing? No. Bro. All right. Okay. Let me pull up the sheet here first. Uh, but yeah, you're right. We've been crushing it, and we'll get back to uh, having our picks put up on our social. So, good reminder if you're not following us on social. Uh, at SGP and NBA, usually get a graphic up there uh, around five Eastern. Uh, if you uh, for our working class people that don't aren't or aren't able to listen to the pod, uh, we get our picks up there a little shortened version of the pod. But all right, I'll kick it off here. Uh, let me see. Let's go. All right. So for my luck, I mentioned it when we talked about the Philly and the Miami Heat series. I'm going to take the Miami Heat in that first quarter minus two and a half. Uh, in game one here tonight, I think they just come out and, and, um, you know, make a statement, you know, they're going to put the clamps down, I think on James Harden, I think they're going to have to put the clamps down and will on Tyrese Maxey. Uh, and I, and we both agree that this might be blowout potential here for the Miami heat, but I think they come out and play real well here in the first quarter on their home floor in game one. So give me Miami heat minus two and a half as my lock here for tonight. Um, for my dog, um, I don't really, I don't like Mavericks here tonight. I think that if the Mavericks do come out and you know try to steal this game, it's gonna have to be early on because we know how clutch of a team the Phoenix Suns are, especially in the you know in the in the final five minutes of that fourth quarter. If it does get there, uh, I'll throw out a dog, but it's not gonna be an official dog. I would go Dallas first half at plus one fifty five on the money line. 
But I'll throw out a player prop best bet uh, as a second play instead of a dog, and that's going to be the DeAndre Aiden prop that I mentioned. Uh, DeAndre Aiden over 11 and a half rebounds here tonight in game one against the uh, Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, we talked about it with Rudy Gobert in round one. We talked about the numbers for DeAndre Aiden during the regular season. I think that's going to continue. And, you know, Terrell and I both said that DeAndre Aiden's going to have a big series. I think that starts in game one here tonight on their home floor. So, uh, for my lock, Miami Heat in first quarter minus two and a half, and I'll throw out a player prop for you guys at um, for DeAndre Aiden over eleven and a half boards. Terrell, what do you got, man? Okay, let's do this. Let's go with my lock. I don't know. I feel more confident in Dallas. I think that everybody is on the wave of the Suns because Suns have been the best team. It's not taking away. Suns have been the best team in basketball. Mm-hmm. I think this game one. This is this is the tone setter. So it's either it's only way it's really only two ways that I can see it. So it's either they set the tone, they say, hey, we're in this series. We got past second round, we're not going lying down. I mean, we got past first round, we're not going lying down. Or they get completely run out the gym. And in that place, just bet an alt line of the Suns all the way up. But I like Dallas. I think Dallas is gonna keep this one a close game inside two possessions. So for my lot, give me Dallas plus five and a half. Okay. And for my dog. I'm just going to buy the heat up and I'm buying the heat up to 10 and a half at plus 130 on Wimbit. Pretty, pretty solid juiced odds to me. I think that they can win this game by double, by two possessions. So I'm getting plus 130 on 10 and a half. That's feels like a pretty solid bet for me. If they shut Maxi down and they limit James Harton to shooting what nine, 10 shots this game like he's been doing i know he's got to shoot more he has to shoot more there's no way he shoots less but if he's not efficient mm-hmm. then it's going to be a very very long game for them and yeah. like i said the south remembers <laughs> yes the south remembers indeed all right so recapping picks um for my lock minus two and a half first quarter for the miami heat player prop i guess a bonus lock uh i'll throw out deandre eight over eleven and a half rebounds then Terrell has the uh, Dallas Mavericks on the spread, plus five and a half as his lock. And then the um, Miami Heat, you said minus 10 and a half, plus 130, right, Terrell? Yep. For the Miami Heat tonight uh, in game one on their home floor as his dog. Uh, good stuff. All right. So that's going to be the show, the round two series predictions. We got into game ones for tonight as well. Uh, again, we'll be here all week long uh, for the NBA playoffs. Terrell and I will also be on the uh, mothership with Sean and Ryan later on today. So definitely check that out. I'm sure it's going to be on YouTube live. So if you haven't, uh, if you've listened to this pod by the time it's getting out, um, join us there. But if not, this pod will be released around the same time as well. Terrell, you got anything else, my man, before we get out of here? No, I'm good. Let's, let's keep it rolling. I'm two and oh, start the second round. Let's go. Yeah, make sure to check our picks over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA picks uh, spread. Money line totals, uh, it's all on there. We try to do our best to get our picks up there, and we do get our picks up there as well. So make sure to check it out. That being said, good luck with your bets here tonight. Uh, me and Zach will be back tomorrow for the Tuesday pod to preview the Tuesday games between the Bucks and the Celtics and the Warriors and the Grizzlies for their respective game twos. Let's start this week off with a bang. Let's crush these books. Let's break them off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna, gonna get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna.